Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Peggy Ulmer with us all the way from Colorado Springs. Peggy has got 11 years of experience as a realtor. Oops, 12. She is also a master certified negotiation expert, accredited buyer representative, and a military relocation professional. With that said, let's welcome our today's guest, Peggy Ulmer. Peggy, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> Maybe you have such a calm energy. With that said, do you have a crazy side? What is something interesting about you? Most people don't know about. Oh well, yeah. I I mean, I would say generally, I'm just a very even, you know, person, very laid back. Um, but when I'm with my friends, I definitely get a lot more energetic, and I always have a lot of energy. But you but know, calm I'm calm energy. You know, calm energy. <laughs> Ease of mind, you know. <laughs> no, I'm able to cut loose definitely with them a lot more, and I'm very picky about who I, my friends are close in my circle. So. Yes, yes. You have to be picky when you when you want to surround yourself with the people because if even one person is toxic, it will ruin your entire day. So absolutely. So I'm my good friends are very strong, independent, secure women, and I've always found that that works best for me. Yeah. Um, because I'm not in easily sensitive, so you know it makes it you know a lot more fun to not have to worry about who what you said and you know who's around. <laughs> yeah, I get it totally. So if you can tell us about your entrepreneurship journey, okay? How did it begin? Twelve years ago, and what were you doing before that? So I actually was. Um, Not wanting to get into real estate, I had several realtors that I knew that was friends, and they're like, "Oh, you should sell houses," and I'm like, "I don't want to sell anyone anything." <laughs> so <laughs> I initially got my license to sell and buy properties for myself, and then um, I had a couple friends that were like, "You're a realtor, well, why don't you sell our house?" And I was like, "Okay," and then I literally, I mean, I didn't take it very serious. I just thought, "Okay, I'll just do a couple. It'll be fun because they're my friends." And my broker, you know, you know, was holding my hand through it basically. Um, and real quick, I remember when I was buying my house. You know, being military, we move every three years. So it was really important that I buy a house that's sellable because I'm probably going to want to sell it after three years when we move. Um, so I didn't come across realtors that thought of that. It was just kind of whatever you know, sell them and whatever is mm -hmm. how I felt about it. And then, so here I am working with my clients and I'm helping them sell their house. And I really got to see, you know, how important it was. To have someone that cared, right? I'm their friend, so obviously I care. But I got this buyer who was a stranger. I didn't know her. She heard about me from someone else, and she had this long list of I'd like this and this and this. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm gonna find that house for you, <laughs> but we're gonna try, right? So I'm out there calling every agent, yeah. like, do you have something coming on the market that meets this? And I found one. When we closed. That couple cried because they couldn't believe they found the house they were looking for and only paid the price that we, you know, was in their budget. Right then, I was hooked. That's when this was the job for me because that's what I want to do. I don't want to sell anyone anything. I want to help them with their goals and what they're looking for. Yeah. After that, that's that was, that was <laughs> it. <laughs> 
and you have a great epiphany story right so you can be a motivational motivational speaker <laughs> so if you want to you can go ahead with that <laughs> right well so I, my life began in the projects um in oklahoma city that's where i was born and raised Yes. So we were very, very poor. Like my toys was outside playing near railroad tracks and climbing trees. That was what I had. I might have had a box of crayons and that would be it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think when people look at me, if they don't know me, they probably wouldn't even think I've ever struggled. Mm -hmm. But that I think has helped me be that, you know, really caring person for someone because I have had all those struggles. So I think that's where that helping people comes from. Yes, yes. Once you have survived that toxicity, you understand the importance of not spreading that toxicity. And if you can help anyone, please do. Because right. then they won't have to suffer. And we are only here to spread happiness. Right. Yeah. So I'm definitely, you know, one of those people that likes to see the, you know, the good and everything, gratitude and everything. Because someone else always has it worse than me, no matter what I'm going through. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. Now, if you can tell us about the personality traits, right? So yeah. having, having faith is very important. It is like the part of the journey itself, right? As you mentioned that you have uh, had a hard childhood, right? So from there, uh, faith was the thing that you made you who you are today. But other than that, other than faith, what are the other personality traits that an entrepreneur should have to succeed? Um, you have to put aside any insecurities that you have. You have to take a chance on yourself and believe in yourself. You know, um, that saying where, you know, dress for the job you want, you have to have the mindset for the job you want too. So, you know, that's why every day I start out um, writing what I'm grateful for. And what I want to see in the next three months happen, you know, um, that keeps me grounded and appreciative. So, you know, it's it's having that drive and not listening to the noise because we all have insecurities, right? Yeah. I just don't give them attention like a lot of people do. That's the difference. Yes, you know, I'm a woman. Women have insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you mentioned, right, even men have insecurities, right? But again, as you mentioned, that not giving attention. And I have been speaking to so many smart people lately. I am becoming smart myself, you know. <laughs> so, thank you so much for right? all the knowledge that you're spreading, right? Uh, again, yeah. insecurities, everyone has it. But again, right. how much attention you put into it. And how much your attention you put into work is going to decide by the end of the year who is going to be more successful. So insecurities are always going to be there. The person who focuses right. on work is going to succeed at the end of the day. Uh, with that right. said, Peggy, can you tell us about the ways that you managed to grow your business? So uh, we know how you started, right? Uh, how you have finished story. What are the blueprints? What are the strategies? So I would say the number one thing is to treat people the way you want to be treated. Like every time I'm selling a house, um, you know, if even if it was my mother or my kid, like I'm not treating them any different than I would a loved one. So I'm looking out for them. If they're wanting to put an uh, offer in on a house that I think is overpriced, you know, I'm explaining that to them. And uh, when they go to sell their house, I'm explaining, here's what the real price looks like, you know, because some agents 
you know, they want to get the listing, get the listing. And so they tell them, oh, it's, we can probably sell it for this and it's too high. And then they end up talking them down. I'm never going to be dishonest with you. I'm always going to treat you, you know, like your loved one and just tell you the truth of here's what we got to do to make it happen. That's number one is just caring more about the other person than your paycheck. Um, the number two thing that was a huge shift in my business was getting a transaction coordinator. Um, that scared me to death because I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to pay somebody else. And I don't know if I can. And so that, you know, there's that fear of what if. And so I just was like, okay, it's time. We're gonna, this is what we're gonna do. And so I did it. And that freed me up to do more of the people side. And then the next step was I got an assistant. Oh my goodness. The, the <laughs> best assistant I've ever had all truly was my mother. <laughs> my, my kids have worked for me. You know, I've had strangers work for me, but my, my mom was the best. And, um, you know, having, you know, different people do those, you know, remedial tasks helped me be in front of more clients. So I would literally show houses to three different people all day. I would start at eight o'clock. They'd go till 11, do someone between 11 and two, the next person in the afternoon. I was usually done by five because that evening, now I've got to write contracts or negotiate contracts or something like that. Um, and when you have an assistant, you can call them and be like, hey, um, my clients want to see this other house. Can you schedule the showing? So someone else is doing all of that background noise. And the TC is taking care of the contract, making sure the lender gets what they need and the title company gets what they need. So that keeps me out of like the weeds. Yes, yes, I get it. So making yourself available only to bring in cash flow and rest of the work is done by the other team members is the main job of the entrepreneur when it comes to business like ours. Right. I mean, for sure, you can't do every single thing by yourself and expect to scale. Mm. You're gonna have to find what works for you. Is that an assistant or a transaction coordinator? Start with one of those. You know, um, they have transaction coordinators now that are a flat fee and only you only pay them when you close. So that's a great step to kind of take some of that fear away of someone else's income depends on me until you get more comfortable and then hire on the you know assistant. Now you're feeling more comfortable okay, I can see the value in this. Mm. But that was, those two fundamentals definitely changed the level of business that I did. Okay, so Peggy, if you were to tell us the way that you did business 10 years ago, right? And the way mm -hmm. that you're doing now, what would be the difference, right? And what would be the um, advice if you were starting out today? Like 10 years ago, if you were to give advice from today's experience. Oh, so... I was lucky. I started off with a small brokerage. They were very, they were number one in the town, but they were still running as a small mom and pop kind of um, mm. environment. So the broker, he held my hand. He made sure he went through every line in the contract, made sure I understood it because not all realtors understand the contract, unfortunately. So that helped me become more of an expert in dealing with other realtors. Mm. If he hadn't have done that, 
I would have failed in New Jersey when I went to Jersey to do real estate. Mm -hmm. Jersey, if they sense you're new, they will chew you up and spit <laughs> you out. Like they are hard hitters. Mm. And like you'll send them an offer and they're like, oh, this is such a piece of shit offer. I don't even want to send it to my seller. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I, have I can prove that that's a good offer, you know? So if I hadn't have had that foundation of knowledge and knowing I know what I know, I wouldn't have been able to argue with them. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I really learned to be tough thankfully in Jersey um, was because in Oklahoma, my broker sat and made sure I understood the contracts. Yeah. So if you're new, that's the first thing you need to do. You need to learn that contract, be the expert on it. Just giving a military example here. So for going on the battlefield, you have to train first. <laughs> so yeah. maybe that happened. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> kinda. So yeah. what are your growth plans? Uh, Peggy, for this year? What are my plans for this year? Growth plans, yes. Okay, so I am trying to be closer to my mother, who is 72. She's in Oklahoma. That's where mm -hmm. I was, grew up. Um, and in that process, I'm now getting my license in Oklahoma mm -hmm. so that I can spend more time and basically go back and forth. Mm -hmm. um so i do have a buyer's agent in colorado that helps me um when i cannot be there but i'm flying back and forth to um, do business and right now i'm in the process of oklahoma getting it started getting it going and i'm actually kind of excited for the new challenge you know so mm -hmm. i've been in colorado eight years and i feel like you know i I'm, i've got a good feel of what you know my clients need there and i'm i'm ready for another you know section to expand on yeah yeah totally i agree with you on that and uh focusing on that like you have uh, you have established in colorado right but again uh, mom time is now important so oklahoma time for some time and back and forth so those yeah. are the plans uh yeah. if you tell us about the business okay the way that you look at business online. So what are the ways of generating leads online? Do you use social media? Do you believe in video content? Please give us an insight. Okay. So in Colorado, the way I do business is all past clients and referrals. Mm -hmm. I don't pay for any marketing. I don't pay except to them, you know, sending them marketing materials as far as here's what the market is doing. Here's what your house is worth if you bought a house. And if you sell, you know, it gives them an idea of what's happening. So I'm always top of mind with them because they're getting at least a couple emails a, a month. They're getting mailers a month, every month, different kinds, you know. Um, and then I usually send them a, a note card once every quarter. And I'm usually calling them all the time. Hey, how are you doing? You know, and genuinely, it's just to see, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. Want to grab some coffee? How are you doing? It's not to try to get them to, hey, do you have a buyer for me? It's not like that. It's because I care about them. I'm When I sell you a house, I don't disappear. I'm the first person that you know when you relocate. So technically, I'm your first friend. Mm. So I continue that relationship. You know, I'm the person they ask, where should I go get my hair done? Where's the best restaurants? You know, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
So I'm just continuing that relationship. And in doing so, they're happy with me. They like me. So they send me to their friends because they know me, like me, trust me. Those are way better leads than getting a stranger off of Zillow who's probably talking to four other different people. They don't know. So that's how I do it. Um, If I was going to try to attract new leads, it's really just providing information. So on TikTok, I'm making silly videos about real estate, you know, in that TikTok theme. Um, And then on Facebook, I'm just providing information of, you know, like right now, the market is softening and people are freaking out. They're thinking, oh, here comes the crash. Mm -hmm. No, we're just, we're just softening because the interest rates went up when we were so spoiled that they were low. And because, you know, it's gone up so quickly, it's kind of made everyone nervous. What's going to happen? So we have those conversations and that's what I do on social media is just provide information. How about Instagram? You mentioned about Facebook. You mentioned about TikTok. Don't you like Instagram and YouTube? Yeah, Yeah, I'm on Instagram too. Um, You know, TikTok, I mean, uh, YouTube, I haven't really got into, but I should. Um, But I have videos uh, that I share with clients. I have books that I share with clients about the process of buying or selling. They get this whole map from me of like, here's what's going to happen. Here's the lenders I would call. Here's the inspectors I would call. And then when we close, I give them a book. It's, you know, kind of a concierge service of here are all the different people that you may need to reach out to in owning a home. You, in case you ever want to do remodeling, drywall, HVAC, you know, there's a whole book on that. I and my buyers, they were showing it to some friends, and she was like, "You know, you could sell this. My friend wants this book, and I'm not going to give it to her." <laughs> you know um and I'm like I'll give her a book just tell her to call me and I'll I'll mail her one you know so I'm, I'm just here from a service point uh standpoint and that's really how I've succeeded and even if you do social media it is only going to be purely for educational purposes maybe sometime yeah. entertaining right but mainly yeah. for education right well I mean I have actually got leads from that kind of stuff with you know Facebook videos and TikTok videos which is really interesting to me but I think because they've seen me on Facebook and TikTok they feel like they know me so when I first meet them like they have a sense they know me better than I know them Mm -hmm. so that's a very interesting dynamic that I'm still getting used to (laughs) in a way in a way they are your fans (laughs) I know that's kind of how I was like it's kind of like having a fan like you know (laughs) know more about me than I do (laughs) but it's really great they do they do listen to me because I'm friends on Facebook with every client I've ever sold the house to and so when I post things some of them will comment yes listen to your realtor Peggy you know they're talking about me you know, and, and so they're kind of, you know, giving me that validation for others to see that I'm here to really take care of you. Yeah, totally. So now let's say if you had $10,000 extra on your budget, Peggy, where mm-hmm. would you want to spend it? And what would be the reason? Um, I would probably... No, don't a- tell me flight tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, by $10,000. Oh my goodness. Okay, well, um, I'm gonna hire an assistant probably. Yeah, I'm gonna hire an assistant and then I'm gonna set up some marketing money towards my clients. So I'm either gonna have like um, some of those mailers that go out that say here, enjoy a free pizza at this restaurant. Mm -hmm. their, um, you, their company does that and you can send those out. And then I'm going to have a client event. Um, so I try to do those once a quarter where, you know, I've done casino night where the clients come and play, you know, craps or roulette and I've got drinks and food. And when I'm at those events, you know, if it comes up, I will even get a video from them of, you know, hey, what's it like working with me? And I'll post those on social media. Um, I have a preferred VIP uh, group on Facebook. So that's where all my clients go um, in their own private Facebook group. And I give out prizes once a month. Hey, here's a $25 gift card to go to Starbucks or dinner or whatever. Home Depot, like I'll do different things. Yeah. So really the money should be what can support you in business, which is an assistant. And the other is just loving your clients, like giving them attention, giving them time with you because they do want that, believe it or not. Yeah, totally. So Especially you in a community, right? Those little events give them a chance to meet other people. And it automatically builds a community, right? Mm -hmm. all of Peggy Ullman. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I have no idea how many of my clients have become good friends. Like when yeah. I have wine night or whatever, hey, we're all going to go try this new restaurant. Like I'm inviting them. Yeah, so, totally, totally. Very nice. It is always good to have friends as clients and clients as friends. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Peggy, can you tell us about your favorite quotation? My favorite quote? Yes. Okay. So I had a client one time and this was in Jersey and he wanted, he loved, loved this house. Oh, this is the one. I want to make an offer. Okay. So we're writing up the offer. I'm looking at the comps and I'm like, okay, your offer is too high. We need to come lower because the house isn't worth that much. Right. And he said, well, don't you work off commission? And I said, yeah. He goes, so why would you want me to pay less? Because then you get paid less. And I said, because the house isn't worth that. And if when you go to sell it, I want to try to get you as much money as possible. So this is really about you. And he said, wow. He goes, well, you can't go wrong doing right. Mm -hmm. And that always stayed with me. I was like, hey. <laughs> Yeah, you can't go wrong doing right. So do the right thing, guys, because right thing is always the right thing. <laughs> always, always the right thing. <laughs> Peggy, tell us about the book that you're writing. If you were to write a book about the successes, the hardships, the rough childhood, the good life, what would be the name of the book? Oh, no matter what, this will pass. Like, you know... So I've written a little, I have a little pamphlet that I give to all my clients and it's a little brochure that says the story about me. Mm. Here's where I started and here's why I am the way I am, you know, and it gives them just a brief overview of, you know, I'm here for you. I care about you. So if I was to write a book, you know, the first title would be, I started from the bottom, now I'm here. On that song, Kanye song. I did from the water, now we're here. 
But it's because I, you know, I have the drive to focus on what I'm wanting and not what my past has told me I'm supposed to be. So I'm supposed to be living in downtown Oklahoma City, but I'm not. And just like I was telling you about your insecurities, I would put in the book of people who have been through a lot of the, you know, traumas that I have is you get to choose how you handle those times. You can either keep being in pain and all those people that hurt you don't know and they don't care. So all you're doing is punishing yourself for them. So don't do that. That's the past. If you were to wake up today and you only remember the last 30 minutes and you don't remember any of that past, you would probably do things differently because you don't have that attached to you and how you feel. So just for let it go. And honestly, forgiving is the best thing to do because now you don't have that weight on you. It is what it is. And quite honestly, I'm very grateful for having started out the way I started out in life. And a lot of people are like, I don't know how you can say that. And I'm like, it's 